All right, folks, we're back here. Another Thursday at the Big Gold Belt Podcast. A lot to talk about tonight, so forget the soft opening. Let's just jump right into it. We'll be back in one second. up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the big go belt wrestling podcast live each and every thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time catch us on all the social medias but to make it very simple for you biggobelt.com that'll get you wherever you need to go tonight it's gonna be will damien jamal and myself um uh silas of course is not here for reasons <laughs> there's always something these days always something <laughs> but we'll be handling all topics for the night before we actually get into the topic i just thought about something uh damien let me uh let me let me borrow you for a quick second sure quick little review of the young rock returning for season three that full review is on youtube now but since we have damien live and present for the show uh quick little uh, tidbits about it sir uh bullet points cindy lopper thumbs up you and i had to <laughs> you and i had to go back and double check to make sure that was who it was yeah uh, she already said it is her so it's okay. becky lynch yeah so it's becky, yeah we didn't know we had to double check uh number yeah. two number two the randomness of hulk hogan in the headband just I, I, it was a prototype it was just weird uh rocky johnson thought he was over bigger than what he was and he learned a valuable lesson and apparently the rock ran for president i didn't even know yeah so, watch it <laughs> yeah damien's jumping in on season three um that is available now on nbc catch it the next day on uh peacock tomorrow um also randall park is uh also uh sort of the co-star of the show uh alongside of dwayne rock johnson didn't have that on my bingo card at all this year but sure <laughs> and that and, and his new show just released on netflix today blockbuster, blockbuster. uh all 10 episodes which is uh definitely a, a little bit of a, a rom-com and some nostalgia because the blockbuster aesthetic is there i was a little bit mad about it but maybe you'll like it maybe you won't i don't know i'm right in the middle of it so but uh let's 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 go back to earlier in the week as it was reported by PWI Insider that, uh, well, there's some releases coming. Oh, my God. Because folks thought, because Vince was gone, this would never happen. But we did get five names from WWE NXT brand, which happens to be Budai, uh, Hayward, Salone, Jacobs, Bodie, yeah, excuse me, Um, Erica Yang, uh, Demarius Griffin, and and Rue Fang? Rue Fang. Rufang, okay, yeah. So um, there's that. Folks, anybody who wants to jump in there, your thoughts about the release? Is there any surprises here? Um, any any reactions to this news uh, being reported um, and, and confirmed um, as of two days ago, November 1st? I'll go first. I'll just say that I was surprised by the Bodie release strictly because Chase U was getting over so well and he had a really good showing a couple of weeks ago in that tag match against Mellow and Trick with Andre Chase. Uh, so I thought that was surprising because he was he had a lot of upside athletically. I thought he had really good energy in the ring, and, and that's a surprise. Uh, the other ones, I, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup, so it doesn't really affect me either way. But, yeah, that was the only surprising release out of all that. Yeah, yeah. Damien's nailing it right there because everybody else is people that were on a level up for the most part, the other mm-hmm. four names. But Bodie Hayward obviously has been a, a focal point of Chase, Chase U. You? Chase U, <laughs> as we are big fans of here on the Big Gold Belt podcast. So Bodie has been one of the main students of that whole thing and had mm-hmm. a little, you know, little romance going on with Thea Hale that was an ongoing story. So he's definitely the surprise of the group. And when I saw his name leading that pack, I just figured – there had to be probably something more to it considering he was 
getting significant TV time on a weekly basis for a couple months now. So there's more to that story, it seems. And it might just simply go back to, you know, a lot of these folks in NXT now, they're young. And some of them need to mature a bit. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. I, my, my my reaction to it was that uh, the, the, the internet posture was different. You know, before, it, it, during the events regime, you know, somebody gets released, everybody's out there ready to, to, to with their, their, their flaming pitchforks and, and, and ready to storm uh, the, okay. the, the, the Capitol, you know? And, and it's this, now it's this kind of people I guess got accustomed to knowing this is just the business and they are young and you never want anybody to lose their job but hey as we mentioned all the time you had the folks like drew mcintyre cody rose um 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 and and some other gender gender mahal (laughs) who out there and they had to go get it right just to come back you know and 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 you know they're 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 all very young they got the exposure the notoriety of even being on the brand in the first place I'm sure we'll see them in, in some capacity on somebody's television in the next few years. So, you know, a little reality check for them, but hey, it's still time to grind and, and, and get back to where, where they want to reach and achieve their goals. Jamal, anything you want to add on this? Muted. Oh. Muted. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it's not surprising because of the fact that that's what they said it was going to be. Uh, people mm-hmm. that came in. We're going to be held on a short lease. If they didn't perform, if they didn't level up in the way that they needed to, they'd be out the door. So I think a lot of the contracts that we heard about were you know, short-term deals with like a 90-day contingency. And if you didn't make that 90 days, then you were, you were out the door. So I don't know if that applies to any of these people, but uh, they are not you know signing people out of spite anymore. You know, you got to kind of show and prove. And if you can't, then... You know, you'll make a way somehow. And, and, you know, and there's obviously precedent for people to return. So it may not be the end, but it is the end right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Najir, yeah. to your point about, you know, the Internet was posturing different. I think a lot of it has to do with it. There was, it wasn't no one's faves on the IWC that got released. That That's why they didn't come out with the pitchforks and the flaming arrows and such. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, let's say, uh, let me just pick Wendy Chu. Let's say if Wendy Chu got released tomorrow. Oh, Half of Twitter would be rather upset that Wendy Chu got released, but yet we still have Von Wagner. Anyway, that's beside the point. But that, that's my thinking of the internet wrestling community. That's why they didn't really have the pitchforks out because it wasn't one of their faves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. Um, anywho, we have a. Uh, should, should we go to Crown Jewel? Y'all want to talk about Crown Jewel now? Yep. Big pay per view this WWE weekend? Yeah, yeah. Crown Jewel going back. Now, I, I am interested about some news to this. And if anybody knows anything, get ready to jump in there. Um, there seems to be like a, a threat in Saudi Arabia that could potentially jeopardize this event from even happening. I saw little tips online. Okay. So, so what, what are we hearing about this? Because I, I, I don't know. I didn't dig into it. I figured we'll. We'll bring it to the show. Uh, but what what's happening in terms of the, the the threat that this show may not even happen? There was there was talk of a uh intelligence threat that was uh developing earlier in the week regarding Iran and uh Saudi Arabia. And nothing really more to it than that. Iran has a uh, since then denied that there's anything to it, but I mean, you know, who knows? But mm. that's what's up. So there was definitely talk earlier this week. Oh, they might have to, you know, move the show to the performance center or something. But nope, it's full steam ahead. And everyone as of right now is on the ground over there. So they are in country. So as far I would think that means unless something happens in the next, you know, day or so, that show's happening. They are already there. They're on the ground. So I expect it to go ahead unless something happens out of nowhere. But that's that's the extent of that. Well, I'm, I'm, I add a little bit, a little, a little bit more context on what's happening. Uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Iran have been a beef for years, many years, uh, longer than any of us have been here, and so it's not surprising to see that there's you know some chatter about something going down somewhere between the two. Uh, there's also the geopolitical aspect of it, you know, with the war in Yemen. You know, Iran says that Saudi's sending stuff over to help the uh, Yemeni people. Iran, you know, you know, Saudi's like, nah. We don't, what are you talking about? But then again, the same thing is happening too with, uh, you know, Iran and um, Saudi Arabia and another part of Kurdistan. I mean, it's a whole thing. It's a whole big thing. And without um, getting too much into the weeds and the geopolitical aspect of 
Iranian Saudi relations is WWE got word like Riyadh um, and Washington have been talking and have shared intelligence, credible intelligence mm. about an imminent threat. And that's a quote um, to happen in the kingdom at some point soon. Mm. The next major event in the kingdom, because, you know, even though Saudi Arabia is a massive country, it's still desert. And they only and people only live in a handful of places, so you can kind of put a finger on how many of those events that could possibly happen. I don't know the international super show that's part of the twenty thirty expansion from the uh, government that's going to bring seventy five thousand people to the arena. Well, if something were to happen, huh? Um, so the long and short of it is, is that everybody's on high alert over there, and WWE, you know, for what it's worth, has says they have a contingency plan. But when it goes down now, obviously, we don't know what this threat actually is. We don't know what this threat, how this threat could materialize. Uh, and but what we do know is there's there's enough. The people that need to know are worried. And that's the most important thing. So um, now the question is, is this another you know feather in the cap of those that want to cut ties with Saudi Arabia for obvious you know political reasons before this thing could happen? But now this is actually a security risk. Uh, you know, no matter your feelings on what actually may or may not have happened to Jamal Khashoggi, no matter your feelings of what actually happened when the uh, planes didn't take off the ground uh, a couple of years ago and people were stranded and, you know, late at night in Saudi Arabia, uh, this is an actual clear and present uh, danger right now. So what does that look like going forward? Because WWE still has more than a few years left on their 10-year deal um, to present you know, the government of Saudi Arabia with two, two live shows in the country. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I mean, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens. Hopefully nothing happens at all. Hopefully the show goes on without a hitch. Yeah. But I, this stuff, could be the worst case of I told you so in the history of I told you so if yeah. some shit really does go down. So fingers yeah. crossed, but we'll be watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with, with all of that, yeah, Crown Jewel, uh, Saturday, uh, here at what I was, I always get the timings wrong. What, what time does it air on the East Coast? Noon, noon, noon. Is it I love noon? It. Three. No, it's noon, it's noon. Okay, time. yeah, I love it. I love the noon shows on Saturdays, get, get so much more of your life back when it's like that. Um, but the big thing coming out of Crown Jewel, which I, if anybody wants to speak about any any other uh, matches on the car, uh, feel free to do so, is the main event now. We have Logan Paul facing the Tribal Chief, uh, which there's a lot to kind of take in here. You know, Logan Paul, he's a he's a brand. He's a he's a and the Pauls themselves are a a, a a a huge brand right now in all the combat sports. Um, this is truly helping eyes for both products, celebrity boxing. Um, as well as WWE. We'll talk about his brother in a second. Uh, but after getting two matches, he gets into the main event picture. And hell, if there's one thing that these these Paul boys know how to do, it's talk. They know how to sell a match and a fight. And you're buying the Paul. He's actually, you know, he has some um, he has some amateur wrestling training. And and from his two outings, he's performed above expectation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to get in there to do something with the Tribal Chief, he's taking it serious. This is something that I think a lot of people look at his character and say, oh, no, he's just... I think he's getting the Miz slander. I think that's a lot of why they paired him with the Miz or initially saying like this guy is some internet celebrity or his reality show star, da 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 da. But he actually is in there doing the work. He's getting the training. Um, he's not shy about exposing uh the work that he's doing in the background. Um, and at the same time, on the forefront, he's selling the fight. And so we got a a big match, which I should also mention too, as much as this feels like a WWE thing. We all have to remember one and very important thing. This is, as Jamal said, it's a super show. It's mm-hmm. almost not canon at times. That means the Saudi prince gets what the Saudi prince wants. And he, if he, if if, if they say who's available, <laughs> hey man, the Undertaker's broken down. We can't get him. Sting's in AEW. Sorry, he's not on our brand. You know they're reaching for all these folks that they that they probably uh, know about from over the years. Like, can't get that guy. Can't get that guy. But I'm pretty sure the kids, they all know about this Paul guy. Everybody knows. Mm. One of the biggest YouTubers ever. And you could imagine this was their doing of making this match come together. They're taking it serious, and it's feeling like a big fight, a big fight globally. But before we get into all the other logistics of it, 
what are you all kind of feeling emotionally that this is a fight that's happening in the caliber of what is happening and at the location of what is happening? Are you taking it serious? Are you still reserved? Are you still ultimately seeing a glorified super show? I mean, there's folks saying that Paul could actually win here. There's actually folks doing it, but the ultimate publicity stunt. Hey man, <laughs> be, <laughs> he, my thought from the beginning has been this. I think this is a perfect combination of using your resources on the exact right stage where it all makes sense. You got Logan Paul. He's only done two matches. He's there for publicity. You put him on the big super show that's there already paid for. You don't got to worry about selling tickets. It's all about publicity for Saudi Arabia. Instead of putting him on a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble or doing a big title match there, this is the show you do this match on. It makes perfect sense to me. The prince wants publicity. He wants eyeballs. You give him the big YouTube star. You put the YouTube star on that show. You don't got to worry about him moving tickets. It's a perfect match there of big publicity with low risk involved. Because, hell, the show's already paid for. For what it is, I think it's a genius move business-wise. And, hell, from what we've seen from the two matches he's had, I think it'll be a hell of a match. Hell, if he can have a hell of a good match with the Miz, with Roman Reigns, I think he's going to be fine. I, I'm very curious to see this Saturday afternoon. I think, I, if anything, put it one way we put it before. I think there's a very good chance we will be sports entertained <laughs> by Crown Jewel. <laughs> hey, really quickly for anybody getting there to answer, and and whoever wants to answer in part of their uh, respond to this in part of their uh, uh, answer, would it be safe to say? That Logan Paul is a bigger star than Roman Reigns here? Globally, yes. In some circles, for sure. So, overall, I, I'm, you know, Crown Jewel, the Saudi Super Shows, they're just big old glorified house shows yeah, to yeah. get the to get the fans in the building. No no shame to the fans that want to be there. They're, they get their fix like the UK got their fix. So, all good. Do I care about any of the matches? 95%? No. The only one I'm even remotely interested in is Bob versus Brock. That's the only one I'm remotely interested in because we've been talking about, well, not we, but WWE have been talking about that match, building it up for years. And we're getting it not at WrestleMania. We're getting it not at, let's say, Survivor Series or the Rumble. We're getting it at a Saudi show. So if you're if you're a U.S. wrestling fan who's like our age, and let's say we've been waiting to see them two bohemians go at it, Saudi gets it, but America doesn't. So I, I can see why the American sports entertainment fan might be a little upset by that. But I'm curious to see, neither one of them have been great on the mic. So they've just been doing whatever they need to to promote this fight, which is fight everybody and, and Matt Riddle's flip-flops. Like that's what they've had to do to hype this thing up, get Triple H all upset with another freaking aneurysm. But other than that, I think that's the only one that I'm looking forward to. I want to see if they get more than 10 minutes and maybe a close second or farther off second is uh, who is the OC going to bring to counter Rio Ripley potentially if they're bringing somebody? Mm. Is it Beth Phoenix? Is it people are saying Mia Yim online? So who's to say? Ooh. Okay. Personally, the only match that I even care about, and I watch the show uh, because it's new on a Saturday, but the only match that I absolutely care about is Omos versus Braun Strowman. Mm. Big man. <laughs> Big man slapping man meat. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know what match you're watching, but I think this is going to be a five-star <laughs> technical classic Matt wrestling, grappling, chaining, all the whole works. It's going to be, uh, you know, if you thought Okada and Omega was good, this is going to blow that shit out of the water. If you're thinking that Brian versus, you know, uh, Kenny was good. If you're thinking that Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, no, no. It's Strowman, Omos. It's so big that they had to move it out of the country for our safety. Uh, honestly, I don't know why it's not the main event, but that's the only match. It may be, you never know. It should be, but that's the only match that I care about. And it's largely because I want to see, that's the only match that I don't know how it's going to go. Um, the Reigns versus Paul match will be whatever it's going to be. Roman Reigns is a competent enough wrestler to carry Logan Paul. 
Logan Paul is a competent enough athlete to make himself look good. And he's done mm-hmm. that before in the past. Um, I don't really give a shit about the OC. Um, and I don't really care less about Judgment Day. Uh, Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley is whatever. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus... Uh, That's my match. Villain, uh, mm-hmm. Gary and Cross. Uh, Bianca versus Bailey you know, should be good. Bliss and Asuka versus uh, Dakota and EO should be good. Uh, Jimmy and uh, Jay versus Rich Holland and Butch should be fine. But the only match that I can't really look at and go, this is how it should go down, is Strowman versus Omos. Because this is either going to be the best match that you didn't know that you needed to watch, or an absolute dumpster fire train wreck, spilling plutonium <laughs> all over the Saudi Arabian <laughs> And no matter which one it is, I'm here for it. Because if Listen. it's great, then give me more of it. If Listen. it's bad, I also like to see a train wreck too. So Listen. I I wish that, you know, the days of playing SmackDown versus Raw and you're putting together your pay-per-views and your creative wrestlers. Oh, God. And, and and if somehow I was able to take that game and make it reality because, you know, my, my pops had all the money in all of the country. This is what's happening right now with the Saudi Prince where he's just like, yo, I want the two biggest guys to fight. It's the, it's literally the thing. And it's funny because all the kids do it online. You see, you see uh, Abaddon come out and first person, first thing somebody says is my dream match would be Abaddon versus Sue Young. Okay, I get what you're doing here. Like, I get it. Yes, we did that when we were kids. There's no reason as an adult you should still be doing stuff like that as much as you say you know the business. But that's what the, that's what the Saudi Prince is doing here. They say, okay, two biggest guys, Omos and Braun Strowman. Yes, book it. Uh, yeah, the two beefy it. guys, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Book it. <laughs> and couldn't imagine who they were throwing at Roman Reigns at first, but then it's like, hey, we still got to make this a big match, so we need a big name. It's like, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Yeah, we can't do that one. Nah, sorry. Goldberg? No, not again, no. And it's like, oh, we'll, we'll do we'll do, we'll do, uh, 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 Logan Paul. That, that's what we'll do, and that's how they kind of land on it. So, yeah, it, it's a glorified house show that is definitely showcased like a WrestleMania, but at the core of it, there is a huge fandom coming from the person who's financing this, and that's where this is all coming down to. <laughs> I hope in that match in particular, they really go all out and just break everything. Uh, you know, Strowman gets put through the ring, almost you know, gets put through the stage. You know, I mean, uh, ladders, flaming tables, all of it, the whole, the whole nine. Uh, I really hope that they go all out and just make it look like Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, but even, but like, but that, that's the thing. That's the match that you expect. Yeah. But what if it's an actual competent wrestling match where Strowman's using his size to his advantage, but what advantage does he have with somebody that's bigger, but not necessarily stronger than him? I mean, yeah. this, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be that because it's WWE, but what if they actually surprise us and says, no, we're going to keep it in the ring and we're going to work. And I think that's a further long shot than them just breaking shit for 20 minutes. But what if it goes 20 minutes? I mean, what if they actually give them time to tell a story? I'm just saying. <laughs> we got, I'm we got ready to be surprised because, you know, the easy answer would be, you know, five minutes, couple power bombs, mm-hmm. and then we're done. But what if they go 15, 20? What if they the, put together a complete match? Put put your put some money on FanDuel <laughs> if you're feeling this. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we, we don't gamble. That's wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about the other big uh, sort of ramifications and and uh, why a lot of eyes are looking into this. So, you know, coming off of a very big uh, combat sports and boxing fight weekend uh, with Jake Paul, who uh, upset, uh, who, I mean, you know, depending on how you look at it, but it's a huge match with him and uh, the spider Anderson Silver, which Dana White was definitely very adamant that Anderson would win. And I thought Anderson at being, I forget how old he is, but he's definitely like twice this man's age. And he gave him five very solid rounds. I watched the entire fight. Um, but um, Jake, Logan's brother, is still undefeated. And, you know, he he, he um, he's doing a lot of good things. Like, I, I know his image and what people think about him and whatnot. Um, but the fact that he's making an aggressive pursuit to really help uh, uh uh, folks in all the combat sports, not just the UFC, but in boxing, sort of trying to unionize. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all love that word unionize. You remember 
uh, the, the savior of wrestling unionization. Uh, what's his name? Lane, Andrew, Andrew Lane. Lane. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Lane. Remember that? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, this this guy, Jake Paul, is actually trying to put together something that's going to help people get better benefits and better pays in these sports and whatnot. But when this all happened, let's 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 bring up two important things. The press conference before the fight. Well, Jake mentions his brother having a big match against Roman Reigns. He announced him as the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and my brother's going to go there and we're taking over the world. We're going to be the new Kardashians is what they say. That's a lot. That's a lot to really digest in, in like two sentences right there. But hey, that's good because everybody's watching that Boston fight. Obviously here that his brother's getting ready to do something cross promoting. And now you got Logan also saying the same, you know, hey, my brother done did that. Best believe that my brother will be beside me in Saudi Arabia, which is now saying that he will end up making his uh, debut, catching checks on all places. What do you guys make of the Paul brothers sort of establishing themselves very permanently now in combat sports? Meh. I mean, like, who? I don't watch boxing at all. Who did Jake Paul fight? Because, I, because my uh, understanding is, is that he's only he's not fighting anybody that's working their way up through whatever division he would be in. He's fighting big name guys well past their prime and winning in the technical sense of the word that he won the match. Mm-hmm. Now, the bottom line is, is that he ain't Mike Tyson. You know, he's not absolutely destroying dudes and winning in an overwhelming fashion. He's winning technically. So there's a lot. I mean, I when I hear that Jake Paul is fighting, the next thing I hear is that this shit is rigged. So, yes, we know the boxing's rigged. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's number one. Understand what that is. Uh, number two, even if it is, you know, rigged and they're trying to give this guy a rub, they're doing it because he's doing something that boxing hasn't been able to do since guys like, you know, Tyson Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, you know, 20 years ago. And that's make it relevant on a mainstream level. Yeah. Even with the like with the rise of UFC, uh, you know WWE is still you know supreme in wrestling. Um, you know boxing has kind of just turned into this uh, old guard kind of um, you know old old world you know type of combat. It's like the your uh, first combat sport. Oh, let me let me just add something else real quickly too. And the, and the one thing he's also doing is that he's not making it political. If a fight's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's the problem with boxing right now. You, you're not getting these big fights because too many people are sitting at the table and they're mm-hmm. not happening. And, and that's where he's kind of campaigning like, listen, I want to fight anybody. But Let's to be make fair, though, who in boxing is that guy that's a bigger cultural influence than Jake Paul? I'm not saying that there aren't any. I'm just saying as a person that knows that boxing exists, I don't know a name in boxing right now that – is like oh shit well you have to see the, if you don't do anything else you have to see this guy Can- anybody, Canelo like, Alvarez like, sure. yeah Canelo I mean, that, right, yeah. Canelo Alvarez the is the name yeah and, and then what? after that Earl Spence and and um and uh what's the face who they can't get the fight done it's just too much of that but yeah I, I see what you're saying yeah so that, that's what I'm saying like I mean you you obviously can name names and I can name rugby guys too but it doesn't mean yeah. a good goddamn if you don't if if they don't have that crossover appeal into other venues. I'm, I don't, I've never, I don't know what Earl Spence looks like. He doesn't look like it because he's never been in a place where I will see him too. Never seen him in a football game. Never seen him. He's not throwing out the first pitch of the world series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Canelo Alvarez is. I've seen a thing, a commercial in a movie theater once, but, but Jake <laughs> Paul is a guy that you, you may know, especially if you're a certain age and spend a considerable amount of time on YouTube, which a lot of yeah. people of a certain age do. Yeah. So even if it is rigged and it is, this is exactly what boxing needs to do to get them into a standard to regain that seat at the, at the combat sports table that is really being overshadowed by wrestling in the UFC. And, and let yeah. me let me also add one other thing too. While you everything you're saying is completely true, I also want to just make sure we we label this correctly. What you're talking about is celebrity box. I mean, it's boxing, but celebrity boxing is actually what uh, uh, Jake is actually moving for because that's the side of boxing that isn't taken legitimately. But yeah, right. that's the one that everybody's watching. To your point, because if you're a bo- if you're a, a football fan, you're like, oh my god, Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell is fighting Adrian Peterson. I don't know why I care about that, but for whatever reason, I just need to see how it's going to happen. So you got football fans coming in, you got these but random that's, rappers that's, coming in. They're selling a the train wreck. wreck. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of the thing, though. It has to be. Uh, there's a difference between a train wreck and 
controlled chaos. Omos <laughs> versus Braun is going to be controlled chaos. I don't think the match is actually going to be like physically bad. Where it's like, oh okay, nope, this shit should have been five minutes. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Fast count. I don't think it's going to be that bad. But what I Over do another. think though is that boxing needs a spark that's mm-hmm. going to get them crossover the pill. And we, and and obviously everybody does. You know, WWE gets a rub because they get the boxing fans to look at them, the YouTubers, the whoever. Uh, you know, these guys get a rub because they're crossing over into an audience that may not know who he is because <laughs> yeah, not everybody is is the same. So I do think that, you know, it's mutually beneficial for both of them to win. And also, more importantly, he has to win because nobody right. gives a shit about a loser. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if Jake Paul were Eddie Kingston, we wouldn't care because Eddie Kingston's a loser. That's what his career has been. That's what his yeah. gimmick is. Mm-hmm. So there's no marketability in that. Go ahead, Will. You're about to jump in there and say something. Yeah, no, I think it's as simple as what Jamal is saying. It's like he's bring the the Paul brothers bring their name to the to the whole venue. They bring their young audience that isn't normally watching this stuff. And mm-hmm. I think what's starting to happen now, hell, I was hearing him saying it this week, coming off the the Anderson Silva fight, that the buys weren't as good as they've been in the past. And I think what we're seeing is the Paul brothers boxing. That spark is starting to fade a little bit. The novelty of it's worn off. And I think these guys are smart enough that they realize that. They they realize that unless they have the right opponent, the novelty of seeing them box, you know, it, it's happened enough times now that they mm-hmm. need the right opponent. They need a special attraction. So mm-hmm. while they're at it and still trying to find special attractions, I think they realize, you know what? We need to be getting into other stuff, and it may as well be pro wrestling. And so they got their hands dipped into that now. And I think it's that simple that they realize they need a new gimmick. So pro wrestling's what's going to be for the moment. Yeah. Two things. I'm just going to say. Only reason I know about the Paul brothers isn't even through YouTube. It was when one of them knocked out Nate Robinson because I'm a Knicks fan. That's the only time I found <laughs> out about them. I turned That's it so on wow. on my stream, and I said, "Who the hell is this dude?" And then he knocked out Nate Robinson. And number two, folks, never forget, money can finance all your hobbies. So the fact <laughs> that they were able to make all this money through their shows on YouTube, the hustle, what what have you, their money from that is funding the these the wrestling training, boxing training, the gates, all that stuff. So follow your dreams, kids. Make a fool of yourself on YouTube. Make millions of dollars and invest it in what you want to do afterwards. There you go. <laughs> forget Listen, school. I'm not... I'm not mad at them, and 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 yeah, wherever they go, people are watching. I think that's the important factor here is that you know they're going to do boxing, they're going to do some wrestling. You know, they even mentioned if Anderson Silva won, he say, "Hey, I'll I'll rematch you in a kickboxing fight." You know, Anderson Silva said he's done MMA, but he said, "You know, we'll do kickboxing." And at this point now, they're just being competitors. I think the love hate relationship is what's pulling the eyes on a product. People want to see them lose. People want to hate them. But in fact, they're actually drawing a lot of viewerships in all different directions, making, um, you know, whatever bit of combat sports that you want to consume, making them all kind of rise to uh, the occasion for one another as they've still been trying to compete over years. And now they're just trying to figure out how. But in fact, working together, having people working through different promotions and and in the different sports, I think is 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 a recipe they didn't know should work. Well, here we are. By the way, Dana White, who just happened to be the one person that said, I, I don't want no wrestling. That's fake. And also now look at him completely invested into an Anderson Silva, uh, uh, Jake Paul fight, which is uh, um, um, which is uh, celebrity boxing. And he's the main one there, you know, and, 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 that, and that's just what it is now. It just helps everybody. Anywho, that's enough with that. When we come back from the break, we will have our indie spotlight. We also have a question that came into the comment, so we will definitely address that in a second. Then we're going to talk AW Dynamite because, uh, yeah, last night was a big cup of randomness soup. <laughs> that and all more in a second. <laughs> a little birdie told me, everybody, that you may be interested in doing some sponsorship and advertising opportunities with us here at Big Gold Belt Media. You know what? You might as well because we are the golden standard for all of your media needs. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Besides, all of your pre-roll ads, your mid-roll ads, as well as your on-air reads are going to be done by me, Damien G. Yeah, professional broadcaster, Damien G. 
we do all types of social media promotions. That means your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, and your business website all get shouted out on our network here at Big Gold Belt Media, where we cover wrestling, movies, comics, and more. And you can find out more information and make those inquiries, kids, because, you know, limited time offer here at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Again, that is Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I wouldn't. Well, I work here, but I still wouldn't even if I didn't. So again, Big Gold Belt Media for all your sponsorship and advertising opportunities, your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, all of your social media platforms, as well as any business website you want us to promote on our show, Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com and let them know Damon G sent you. Right on, right on. Welcome back to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're here at the second half and what we like to do each time we return from our commercial break is uh, drop our focus onto the independent wrestling scene. So, Jamal, it is your time to give us this week's Indie Spotlight. Yep. Uh, so, there is uh, one show uh, that's happening this weekend that is interesting. It's down there in Williamstown, New Jersey. It's the uh, Intergender Bonanza. Inter- intergender Bonanza. IGB. Uh, that's happening uh, this coming weekend, uh, the 5th. So, if you are, you know, all crown jeweled out, that's that starts at 12 and it should go more than a few hours in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, they're having a show, uh, doors open at 7 30, bell times at 8. Uh, it's the IGB Rumble for Intergender Bonanza number 14. That's also going to be on IWTV.tv. Uh, but the big show, oh, it's in Crown Point, Indiana, Black Label Pro, November 12th, Slam Slamilton, two part uh, double header show. First show is at 3 o'clock. Second show is at 7.30 Central Time. Uh, a bunch of big matches. If you, 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 know, you don't even have to go to both of them, but you really should because there's a lot of, you know, Calvin Tankin, Tankman versus Levi Everett is a match that I need to see. Masha Slamovich versus Jake Something is a match I need to see. Uh, but that's going to happen on Fight Plus. It's uh, November the 12th, uh, 3 and 7.30 p.m. Crown Point, Indiana. Black, BLPSlambleton.com. BLP slambleton.com for your tickets uh that's going to be on slight plus light plus next weekend uh, uh november the 12th so a lot of good wrestling happening all over the world really it's uh good to see wrestling really coming back but the it's, it's very rare that you get a double header in the same day one right after another three and seven thirty in crown point indiana for black label pro slambleton and that's your indie, indie spotlight for the week all right so we got this and hold on let me let me come back to that one second uh we we got a comment coming in from um uh from our twitch channel which by the way get all of our social medias uh we'll get you there by going to bigobelt.com and that will get you to wherever you need to go uh damien if you can can you read that comment real quick before i don't post it because you know we got this little thing not moving correctly um don't worry I, from from Necro Eric, he says, "What do you guys think of Wrestling Open tonight at Intergender Bonanza Rumble Two this weekend? In, uh, independent wrestling is really strong currently with IWTV and Fight." All right, a lot to unpack here. Uh, Jamal, you can handle the Intergender Bonanza. Just brought it up, so uh, quick thoughts and assessment of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you know Eric's right. Number one, there's a lot of good independent wrestling happening on IWTV and Fight, and, um, and that's just in the U.S., you know, um, in the U.K., uh, in the uh, Japan, there's a lot of wrestling happening around the world. So really, any time of the day or night, you can probably see something live. If you're, you know, hell, you, uh, PWA uh, down in Australia, there's the yeah, started back up in a big, big way. So um, it's a lot of wrestling. The indie scene is, I'm not going to say it's going through a renaissance per se, but it's just that it's starting to really, really, really open back up in, in a major way that we've seen arguably pre-pandemic. As far as this particular one, the Intergender Rumble, I I like it. I've always liked Intergender Wrestling. Uh, you know, we know what wrestling is. We know that it's a work. So why can't you just tell the story? There's nothing that should you know exclude someone from telling the story that they need to tell. Everyone's professional. Everyone's working safely. We all know this. 
So just tell the story. But some people can't physically see certain things. So, uh, you know, nah, you just shut it down. That doesn't make sense. Um, as far as the wrestling open, interesting show. Um, actually, another thing too, uh, you know, Deadlock, um, uh, Defy, Fest, First, uh, all over the country. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, the crash down in uh, in um, Mexico. In Mexico, Mexico. Uh, CMLO just had that the Women's Grand Prix, uh, you know, over last weekend, which was fantastic. So there really isn't a better time to just get into some wrestling. In case you know, maybe Crown Jewel isn't your thing. Maybe right. almost versus uh, Strowman <laughs> is too much of a match for you. You can't handle it. Your heart can't handle it. And I get it. I get it. Uh, that you might want to get into H2O. You might want to get into um, XPW, which is having a show this weekend. Um, Schlacker's on the show, but we don't talk about that. But you know, it's um, <laughs> you know, it's a, there's just a lot out there. There's a lot out yeah. there, and then of course there's guys like AEW that's made a thing. Smash Wrestling just came back, so it's you know it's a really 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 good time. And and the bottom line is is that competition is good for business. Yeah, if you have options. That, it's, that forces everyone to be better. And yeah. we're seeing a lot of that. Hey, so so Will, the, the, the second part of that question uh, was the emphasis on IWTV and Fight. Mm-hmm. So we know what IWTV has always been, but Fight has made some announcements this week. Uh, so quickly, if you can just discuss your reaction to that, and then we can go on to AEW after that. Yeah, we can nail this real quick because we had the big announcement this week that was rumored for a bit that Fight Plus wants your streaming dollars. And the big surprise here is, uh, I guess, one, who's involved and two, what the price point is. So Fight Plus is uh, it already existed as kind of like an on-demand section that you could subscribe to of Fight TV with, you know, various content on it all for one price just like you would get you know with a wwe network or any of your streaming services your hulu or your netflix or whatever what they're doing now is they're going to add a live component to it and the centerpiece of this will be game changer wrestling game changer now will have all of their shows streaming on fight plus as part of your fight plus subscription in addition to their entire back catalog that's on there too so now get this part. Here's where it gets interesting. They're doing this for $4.99 a month or $50 for a full year. If you want to plunk it down all at once, I'll give you a little bit of a discount. So what surprised the hell out of me is uh, that's a pretty damn good price point. Hell, IWTV is still $9.95. So, and hell, we're, as we often joke, it's a $9.95 world. And they're coming in halfway uh, below that. So hell of a price point especially considering uh if you were watching gcw on fight for any of these shows recently they always tended to be like 15 20 bucks a Mm -hmm. pop so now you're getting you're getting in there and getting everything for for you know not even half of what one of those shows was costing plus other companies there's rumors aiw might be involved with it but they got you know boxing on there mma all kinds of stuff so they're they're going with the idea of, you know, hey, we can do a subscription-based streaming service. And how this affects the playing field will be interesting. Because, hell, like I said, IWTV is still at that uh, $10 price point. Most of these services are at a $10 price point where you're talking New Japan or whatever. But they're coming in way under that. There's uh, one thing it reminded me of. And that's Flow Slam. <laughs> when we oh, had a no. On Flow Slam. And the price <laughs> point for Flow Slam was very low and it just makes me wonder it's like i love the price point but how you make that work financially right for everybody involved i don't know maybe this is like a starting point and then the price will go up in that case you might want to jump on that 50 dollars for a year and lock it in but that's the deal fight plus 4.99 a month and you get a seven day free trial too if you want to check it out so your latest streaming option for indie wrestling so before we go into AEW, I'll, I'll chain it into that. Just the first thing, Will, you just reminded me of a very bad period in wrestling for me. So thank you for the Flow Slam reference, because Jesus. <laughs> as much as much as someone who loved covering indie wrestling a few years back, like Flow Slam, just go away. Uh, stop it. Flow Slam uh, no, never worked well. No, it never it worked well. So for me, in terms of the playing field, you brought that up. So 
AEW is the last one to the ball at this point, right? Now that they have the yeah. Ring of Honor, you know, tape library, they have their own matches. Does this inspire TK and company to get their streaming stuff out there a little faster? No. Okay. Warner Warner Brothers Discovery has to say so on that one. Got you're it. not going to just, yeah, you're not going to just, I mean, listen, it's the same thing as, WWE a while ago saying, "Oh, so you're just going to just make content and make some and and make some dollars from Manifas by doing your cameos and your Twitch?" Uh-uh. Uh-uh uh-uh uh-uh. So, you know, and the reason why I don't think they will allow them to do another app is because they've been trying to pull everything in. I mean, yeah. let's not forget that before there was a HBO Max, there was uh HBO Go, there was DC uh Universe. And as soon as HBO Max came in, it was like, all right, we'll kill that one. Definitely kill HBO Go. There's no reason to have that. And every single other little thing that could have been. So I, I don't see them necessarily. They, they, they definitely won't be getting their own app. But I definitely I definitely can see that being a draw concern come mm-hmm. next, you know, board meeting and whatnot to say like, hey, you know, I know you got this merger thing. I know, I know, I know, uh, you know, there's, there's this whole thing about being able to, uh, you know, consuming the discovery plus stuff into hbo max to do the warner Brothers discovery thing i know it's going to be a lot of that happening but uh it's getting kind of hot on our level man <laughs> we, we we need to compete too we got stuff you know it, it'll, it'll be beneficial to y'all we have a whole roh library et cetera, et cetera. so i can imagine them pinging them about it but i still don't think that's on par for a while i really don't i to be honest I don't see AEW into any streaming service until at least late next summer. Not until for sure. When you see Discovery Plus get killed, then you can start saying, okay. Okay. That's true. Okay. I'm over here thinking because everything was random for AEW recently. So maybe they were just panicking and potentially putting stuff on. But you're right. You're right. Yeah, because, I mean, having a tech background, I'm going to tell you that, you know, being a person that's going to come in and basically move one platform, move two platforms into one single one is already going to be a headache itself. That's got to be a year project in this in its own. Uh, and they got all the money in the world. Um, and and I, I, I'm sure they can try to accelerate that as fast as they can. But just remember what happened with WWE when they got moved into Peacock. Yeah. Just remember how long that took. Before you even saw anything, just remember that period of nothing and then the period when it actually was there and it was integrated, how long it actually became a platform that was sustainable to that. And you and and you know, you can put the timeline there and say, okay, yeah, you're right. It should take at least a year. So um, but anyway, let's move to AEW Dynamite, which was in uh the good old city of Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out Brian Waters and everybody from Baltimore. What a lovely place. Um, definitely would consider moving there. It's a lovely place. Wait, why, why, why lie? <laughs> I'm like, my man, really? Hey, hey, Jamal, for one second, I was like, oh, man, um, AEW is going to be at my favorite arena. Oh, it's not, because not only is my favorite arena no, no longer exist, if <laughs> folks may know what I'm talking about here, um, the Royal Farms Arena is a goner. They have got some financial investors. Uh, actually, who are the investors? There's like two big names attached to it. Um, I believe the uh, Royal Farms Arena is not physically destroyed. They no. are just going to renovate it. Yeah. And it's going to open next year. So when yeah. AEW comes back to Baltimore, because, you know, they said they would never leave, take full gear out of Baltimore. And, well, that happened. <laughs> so needless to say, um, when they come back to downtown Baltimore, uh, it'll be so much better. Than running, uh, I think the attendance last night was around twenty five hundred. Yeah, um, it looks so building, small on TV. That well, I mean, the building only holds maybe six thousand. So it's a, it's a, it's a. And they're not using campus. the upper deck. So. Right, right, right. Um, do they have uh, an upper deck? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. It was, they it was do. blacked out last night. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Jamal can go. So I went. Uh, check it out. And uh, beyond just that. And whatever this new World Farms arena is going to be, which I am intrigued now because I was tired of going to an arena that had wooden seats. That's not even an exaggeration. That's a thing. Um, but there have been a lot of little rumors in terms of the surprises that was going to be. Obviously, we know that Jericho was going to have a match and, you know, that was built up as a big surprise. But there also had been kind of language from Tony Khan that there was going to be another big surprise and so on. So, 
this is just going to be a big bowl of randomness that all occurred last night, like our graphics right now. Very random. Folks, <laughs> what, I got it under control. Yeah, of, of all the things that occurred last night, what just what really stood out to you? What do we what do we want to go with this conversation? Or where do we start steer, steer this car, this vehicle right now? Because there was a lot that kind of went on from Coca Cabana to yeah. I'm going to take it right from the top of the damn show because Double J Jeff Jarrett <laughs> is now all elite wrestling, baby. Get them we checks. had the El Cabong. We had the My World theme. And he is, he's is—he's got a full-fledged job. Apparently, he's going to be helping out with, like, securing arenas and all kinds of stuff. Jeff Jarrett will never not miss a paycheck in wrestling. That man's amazing. So... Jeff Jarrett and, and, and AEW, I think there's a match between him and Sting in the future. I think it's coming. That's what and I got to say about Jarrett's had a hell of a year, though. I mean, to be honest with you. No doubt. GCW, Flair's last match, WWE, and now here. Yeah. Getting a check anywhere he can. You know, we had the, in basketball, they have to keep getting them check guys that no matter how long, how many years they're in the league, and you're like, wait, you're still here? So <laughs> that that is Jeff Jarrett to a T and not for nothing. He still looks great. Like, I don't know what, what, what they got down in Nashville, Tennessee, but he still looks like he could still wear the medium and look pretty decent. Uh, him kablamming uh, Darby last night was just random. You know, aside from the fake sting, you know, that Stax was apparently at some point, cause I don't even know his real name, Connor something or other, but just seeing Jeff Jarrett talking shit about sting. And then yes, we're probably going to get a sting match at some point. And I'm going to say this. I listened to Cornette, I know, boo, the other day. And he brought up how to perfectly use Sting. And this is the perfect way to use Sting. An attraction match with someone who's somewhat of a name. Not the main event, but just to have him on the card. And since Sting's been kind of chilling in the background lately, I think this is the perfect person to bump around for old Steve Borden when he hits him with, like, that weak-looking Stinger Splash, the, the punches and the bats, who else got that punch you face like Jeff Jarrett? Because everybody wants to punch Jeff Jarrett at some point in their career. Uh, the rest of it, random. Random <laughs> AF. And all I got to say is, if you had Rick Ross on your bingo card appearing at, at AEW. Definitely did. You, you, you are a wise person. You should bet that Powerball because, Listen. my goodness. And, and for me personally, that wasn't even the biggest surprise. The main event ending graphic was the the biggest surprise for me because it was about damn time that this man came back to TV. But I'm going to let y'all talk about that. So just random overall. And again, Rick Ross, 2022 on, on a wrestling show. Don't, don't be, be – listen, DJ Khaled will be here soon. Just get and it loaded one. up. It's <laughs> – yep. <laughs> another one. Um, I'm still on this Royal Farms thing. I can't believe Royal Farms is <laughs> – you, you, lost me at seats. you lost me Do at you mean seats. CFG Bank Arena? Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin see, Durant. And for my old self, it will always, always be Baltimore Arena to me. And then yeah. was, all these names Mariner, mean nothing. Mariner, Baltimore Arena. Mariner Bank Arena. Remember that little small phase mm-hmm. and the Royal Farms? They did nothing between those two iterations. Uh, and and, yeah. and you know, the damnedest thing, and shout out to Brian Waters, is that they had it was a Royal Farms Arena, but I couldn't get any chicken there. <laughs> uh, missed opportunity. <laughs> missed. I mean, then you would just leave your money on the table. Yeah, because the yeah. Bojangles Arena down in Charlotte, it smells like biscuits. Mm. <laughs> now they have poor ventilation at the Bojangles Arena. That place is pretty old. That's why the Hornets moved, you know, to uh, downtown. But I'm just saying, you can't. You will get diabetes for a contact high uh, from biscuits. You will have biscuit lung if you watch a couple of events. Biscuit lung. In the, in the Bojangles <laughs> Arena. So, where's my chicken uh, box, Royal Farms? Where's my chicken box? But I Pharrell, Pharrell and Kevin Durant are, are part of the investor uh, team as well, too. So, uh, that's that's interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I, I've been talking a lot, so I won't talk too much. But uh, the, the the main event, and you talk about the big name here. I mean, I, I to me, anytime that Sabata is – first of all, I'm, I'm, I, what I'm more curious about has nothing to do with AEW. Why would New Japan allow this to be? This is literally... There's an answer to that, actually. It's because Shibata wanted it. Shibata said he wants to work two American matches. 
one against Danielson and one against, for whatever reason, Orange Cassidy. Because yep. he wants it, they let him do it. I think that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. And I think the other part of it is probably New Japan being like, you know what? We're still not sure of this. So Mm -hmm. guess what? You want to do these matches? Sounds good. You go do that over there. And if anything goes wrong, it ain't our problem. That's another good point. Yeah, because some people still say he shouldn't be wrestling because of the subdermal hematoma that almost killed him. Test the waters over in Mm -hmm. America. And if everything works good, then hey, you get your big homecoming here. I think that's, that's part of it too. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, because I'm like, okay, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, how, we're not that far from Russell Kingdom. That that's <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so. initially, I was pissed when I when I saw that it was you know him and Orange Cassidy. I actually got really annoyed because I'm a Shibata fan. But then when it was explained why, I'm like, okay, I get it. He's a safe. It'll be a safe match for him to to work with. It's it's the kicks. It's the 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 sloth mentality. That'll be fine. They'll probably have a sunglass off. That's cool. And then Daniels is one of the safest workers on the planet. So yeah. he's not going to put Shibata in jeopardy. So Yeah. Um, that brings up my, my other quick point. By the way, too, I mean, Shibata just towers Orange Cassidy. So, I mean, yeah. like, you know, he's going to be able to do what he you needs You don't realize do. that Shibata is a big dude. Like, yes, you on do. TV, <laughs> no, on TV, if you've only watched New Japan and the way he's built, you would think he's like five foot nine, five foot ten. Yeah. But that dude is big. Yeah. Um, but uh, to, to to Jeff Jarrett, I mean, hell, if he can work a safe, if he can work a, a worker safe uh, flare match, which he did all the work for, he even got in the ring. Yeah. I, you you want this guy near any talent, and Sting is still, you know, uh, for the for the sake of medicine, he's okay. But still, if you want to work a good match that's gonna have a lot of character work and a paying a, a lot of callbacks and whatnot, I mean, come on now, it just it just makes sense. You have to look at. Uh, what what uh, what um, Jared has been doing and and recently with with Flair and said so, yeah we definitely will bring him in. So by the way we're talking about streaming services. Uh, fuck it, let's bring back Global Force. I, I'll sign up. <laughs> what this, what's the price point for that? One one ninety nine. I'll do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamal. Talk about the randomness of AEW and Dynamite. All the surprises, returns, and news, and da 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 da. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I didn't watch it because there was a little baseball game going on on uh, on Wednesday night, and it was actually pretty good. But I also looked at the card and said, yeah, this isn't worth going up to um, Catonsville to, to see. Uh, well, they're doing elevation and not dark, which is really what I care about. You know what? I can skip it. And to be honest with you, I haven't heard anything that you guys said that makes me want to go back and watch it. You mean you did dark instead of elevation? No, I, I meant what I said. They're doing elevation and not dark. They did mm. dark. No, elevation's before dynamite. Dark is on, an, on another on another day. So they do elevation, then dynamite, and then rampage. If they do rampage at night, dark is on a, is at a different taping. Sometimes they do it in Orlando, and sometimes they do it uh, before rampage. If Rampage is live, which it will be in Atlantic City this week. So that's when they'll do dark. I'm, but I'm I'm almost I'm did they not do I, I'm pretty sure I seen them do dark last night. Yeah, elevation. Dark A-A-W, elevation. Dark elevation. Yes. Yeah. But so to differentiate the two, I call it elevation. Um yeah. because the graphics do look hella the same. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, like one's white and one is champagne or whatever that is. Uh either way. Um, nothing really jumped out at me and nothing that you said really jumped out at me. So the question is to me is that if it's, is it a surprise if I don't care? Um, seeing Rick Ross in wrestling doesn't interest me. <laughs> seeing Rick Ross at his job doesn't interest me. Jericho is supposed to face a former Ring of Honor champion. That champion was Colt fucking Cabana. <laughs> I don't care. Then you have uh, they're in Baltimore, so that, that's that's the thing, and it's cool. And I like the arena. You know, the arena's fine for UMBC. Go to go uh, go to Retrievers, but I don't watch New Japan. So yeah, oh my God, you missed. You could have been there when Shibata came out. I don't know who he is, and I'm not saying that because he's a nobody. I know that I'm ignorant of New Japan, and I don't know who he is. I don't care. Now, it was explained to me that he had a career-threatening uh, injury. No, he actually did retire. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I saw the video. He fucking headbutted somebody. I don't care. 
I mean, there's, there's nothing about this that makes me go, damn, I missed out. Can't get that one back. I'm going to, you know, keep up on it going forward. And and the, the honest to God truth is there wasn't a single match on the card that made me go, well, this could be pretty spicy because I don't know how this is going to end. <laughs> Orange is going to win. Moxley was having a match, and that's another reason why I should never go. <laughs> um, Jericho wasn't going to lose. What? Yeah, and the and the women's match happened. So I don't even know what that was, but I think it was Jade versus Marita Shafir. Yeah, yeah that's not worth getting home at midnight for. So, <laughs> I mean, so to be honest with you, and this is yeah, this is honest to God's truth. I'm sure it was fine on TV, but I have a five o'clock wake up call to go to work the next morning. Is this the show that's going to keep me up past midnight? What you know to to go see Jade versus Marina Shafir? No, not really. Is it mm. worth going up there just for the forty-five minute show that is Elevation? Well, no, not really. So I skipped it and watched baseball. There you go. So everybody wins. So there this 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 begs a, a follow up question, and and since you were there, two champs, I'm I'm curious. Was this the most sports entertainment rific show that AEW has put on with all the randomness? No, yeah, okay. not even close. Paper News obviously got all that. Maybe for I don't even know because well, I mean the Mimosa Mayhem match kind of comes uh, screams sports entertainment gotcha. and the, the 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 debonair dance and singing um, thing that yeah. um, the uh, arcade anarchy yeah whatever, that's that, what I was thinking goofy of goofy shit yeah. was okay. that really. Jumps out, but as as a regular show, because those are, those are all specialty events. As a regular show, it does seem like it, where it was surprise after surprise after surprise, and and I mean, there's the 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 surprise the the celebrity surprise is the only thing that's just really now almost being a very traditional thing. But beyond that, I mean, everything else is the same. A, a, a new Japan wrestler, the Forbidden Door is gone. The, the it's just, whole a, it's just an open door yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like the, the barn stool doors that flap back and forth. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's not. And, and to 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 one thing, I'm not really. I don't think I wake up one morning and say Shibata versus Orange Cassidy is a dream match because it's not. The, the whole We're thing not about dream radar, not <laughs> at like, all. But but the thing about dream matches are matches that just can never happen. But all these matches can happen unless you're in WWE. So that's where the dream matches start to align. For me, it was like somebody in WWE working anybody is a dream match because it's vir- it's virtually impossible now. That was the whole idea about dream matches. It's things you wish could happen but can't. I would love for it to see it happen, but it can't. That's that's the whole thing. Well, you know, man, you dream but I think that there are other things. There are other scenarios that would uh, forbid a match from happening too. Not um, in AEW. Well, no, I think so because the thing has to happen, you know, in the right way. It, it can't just be um, yes, a match. Can. No, that's it can't what all just of them are. Match for for match's sake, it has to be a match of substance. It has to be something that's what this that is. Towards. This is literally just a match of like, oh man, we can we can use Shibata. Do it. But to be fair, it's Shibata versus Cassidy a dream match. I think I think you guys would say no. Right. It's so just, I mean, as a person that doesn't give a shit about Orange Cassidy or knows who Shibata is. That this doesn't mean anything to me. So for those in the know, is this an actual dream match? I'm seeing a, a lot a, of no's. It's a Reddit match. I tell you a dream match. That's a good one. A Reddit match. That's a good way to describe I it. I tell you a dream match. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Just two different worlds coming okay. together. No, wait, wait, no. Nope. No, I'm gonna. I'm, 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 if look, you, I'm about to call PG for a wellness check. If, if you are, <laughs> if you, if you are a kid and you want your biggest YouTuber that says he's a wrestler to go out there and do it, of course you're gonna name the biggest star and say, "I hope that could happen." That's virtually the, the impossible here. Is having somebody from the YouTube world for, for his get in fan, there and do so. Okay, so you're speaking for thirteen year olds. I mean, half the demo for WWE is that audience. That's why he has as many followers as WWE does because that dude is just that big of a brand, you know. And I think, and I think when you again, when you think about at least for me, dream matches are the impossible. But AEW has created this forbidden door gimmick and has ran it dry, and now it's just the idea that anything can happen at any given point. Mike Tyson's going to be on Dynamite. That doesn't sound like it's something that couldn't happen, but before. it already has happened. So now it's not a big, it's not impossible no more. They have defied the the, the impossible uh, impossibility, and so that's what their brand is. Drop the dream match thing. We're just making these no, big the matches is, happen. Though, no, but, but to your point, though, Reddit, Mike Tyson bookie. being on Dynamite isn't 
isn't a dream match because it's not a match. Mike Tyson versus Jake Hager in a boxing match is interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would stay home to see that. Yeah, I'm not going to call it a dream anything for me because I don't care about boxing. What I will say, <laughs> I'm interested if that's set up. <laughs> oh man, listen. So, we're, so, we're, go, so that's what I'm saying. It. Like you, you, to your point though, that the impossible become impossible. Uh, you know, makes it a dream. I agree. <laughs> go ahead, Damien. I just want to say the fact that we're talking about all these things and we still haven't talked about the last image of Dynamite, which is Will Hobbs hoisting up the TNT title. He's back in a main event slot where people have asked for Powerhouse Hobbs to be elevated to that spot. I thought that was great. I thought I can't wait for the match between him and Wardlow because two young dudes that AEW pretty much built going at it. But the fact that we're talking about all the other shenanigans shows that Tony still ain't doing it right for whatever reason. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that for me, I know what I want from wrestling. AEW isn't giving me that version of wrestling that I want, so I'm going to get it from somewhere else. Yeah. With that said, yeah. and that may be because this is maybe a more sports entertainment-like show, which is not what I want to see. Right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, AEW can actually be the best of both worlds and give you a sports entertainment-esque show with Dynamite, and when Ring of Honor comes on, it, they lean heavy on the pure division. I know where I'm going to go because I'm going to follow Ring of Honor because that's the type of wrestling that I want to see. So yeah. with that said, though, if, uh, you know, if they does mean that Hobbs is in uh, a prominent position, he suddenly wants to be champion. But that's like indicative of AEW in general. Only one person wants to be champion at a time. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's my turn. Uh, no, 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 it's my turn. I call dibs. I call dibs in the championship. And they, yeah. do a, they do a program for six weeks. And it's like where everybody yeah. else is like, okay, well, is Rick Ross available? So it's, you know, it's, it just doesn't, that's another, like a frustrating part that I have is that, you know, there's so much energy and this thing in front of you and nothing helping is.